Well, today I would like to say thank you to Miss Janice Wade Whitehead for uh, coming and being part of our show today. Uh, we're here in Knoxville. It's not the most beautiful day. Uh, it's very rainy today. I picked a bad day to leave an umbrella in Newport, but that's okay. So like I said, we're here today with Miss Whitehead and we're going to be talking about some of the things coming up. We're actually very excited. Um, the Smoky Mountain Walk is coming up in a, a day or so now. Um, our Smoky Mountain Walk for Alzheimer's Tennessee will happen on November the 6th and yes, that's a Friday. So we're, um, come on out. Uh, the island in Pigeon Forge is hosting it. We'll be there around four o'clock, so come after work, but you'll definitely want to be there by seven o'clock when the, the fountain turns purple. James Rogers is going to be there, a local celebrity. Um, we have a really special fountain ceremony planned, and so um, I understand that the island's going to be magical with purple, and uh, it'll be just a wonderful evening. I, I know that this year has been a challenge because of everything happening in the world. We don't even have to say it. Uh, but I will say, I feel like you have done a fantastic job of adapting and finding new ways to make things work. My family and I got to participate in the kickoff event for um, the walk this year, for the Smoky Mountain Walk, and my kids loved it. They went wild. It was so much fun. We had such a great time. Uh, we got to uh, come back to the NASCAR Speed Park later that night, and they loved it. They had so much fun, and I'll tell you, that um, VR game mm -hmm. with the zombies sure. had nightmares for weeks. So, But I'm not going to blame <laughs> that on you. That was my fault. I should have been more aware of what they were doing, but nevertheless. So. Well, uh, that's good feedback and good to hear. And this year on November the 6th, um, yes, it's a walk, but it's a family fun night. Mm -hmm. You know, families... All of us need an opportunity to fellowship and be together uh, for the cause. And so come, check in, you'll get a free rides pass. Uh, you'll be able to ride that big uh, Ferris wheel. You'll be able to do a scavenger hunt. And uh, I think the restaurants are gonna be getting involved and giving big discounts. So it'll just be a fun night, it's outside. Um, and of course we encourage people to wear masks, we want to keep everybody safe, but mm -hmm. at the same time we think we can do it in a safe way and bring folks together. Uh, of course, you know, if you have donations, turn those in, but really it's a night of fellowship. So That's great. It's always a fun event. We've, we've participated uh, through Smoky Mountain Home Health and Hospice for several years in a couple of different walks uh, because, you know, we have offices kind of scattered throughout. but. Uh, I personally have got to participate for the last couple of years, uh, and I will say I'm going to miss the Smoky Stadium. That was always fun. It was always a, a great time, but I am I'm very excited about this year, and and the just like you said, the family fun side of it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to uh, bring my family and not my mm -hmm. colleagues this time. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're excited. So now that we've got that out of the way, we wanted to make sure that everybody got that and doesn't miss that because that's a, that's a very big thing and we're excited to, uh, to be participating in that and supporting that. But let's talk a little bit about you for just a second because I, I, I want people to get to know Miss Janice. I want people to get to know the, the head behind the, uh, the desk that is the driving force for ALZTN. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your background, Janice. Well, I, first of all, let me just say, I feel so fortunate 
to be in a position of leadership. I'm the CEO and president of Alzheimer's Tennessee, and that began uh, over about 25 years ago. Uh, I was uh, living in Nashville and uh, working for a nonprofit there. I'm from East Tennessee, and at the time my mother had Alzheimer's and uh, early onset Alzheimer's, and I wanted to come back home and so um, to, to help her and help my dad. And so Alzheimer's Tennessee was just hiring their first full-time executive director at the time. And so, um, you know, I thought, well, I've, I've got an experience in nonprofit and I'm living the experience with Alzheimer's. And so um, perhaps this would be a good fit. And I tell folks, you know, I thought, well, I'll, I will give what I can. You know, I, f I felt close to the mission. And I thought, you know, if, if I could give four or five years and hopefully make an impact, and, you know, here I am way beyond that, two decades or more uh, later. But for me and Alzheimer's community, there's always been one more thing. There's always been something else to be attained. And, you know, I would, I would love to finish my career with, um, you know, the next really new, wonderful medication for mm. Alzheimer's. It's been a long time, since it's 2004, since we've had a, a new medication. Um, so I, but until then, you know, I, I see my mother's face in so many people we serve. Mm. And so she has long passed. But, you know, once you've been the daughter or the son in a, a caregiving kind of role, you know, I, you carry that with you and you hope you can make an impact. Hmm, that's right. That's, that's, I want to bring up something there that you kind of touched on. You said you were living that experience of being the caregiver. And, and as you and I talked before we started taping that, um, this month, November, is actually caregiver month. And, you know, people, people think they know a lot about Alzheimer's, but I, unless you, like you say, have lived that experience or a medical professional that, that works closely with it, there is so much that people can't understand. It's one of those situations, you know, I'm from, I'm from the country up in, in East Tennessee. That's one of those things you just can't know until right. you've been there and, and lived it. And so I just want to say it's amazing to me to, to know that side of your story. I didn't realize that you had had, you know, such close personal mm -hmm. connection. Or maybe I did, but I didn't, hadn't connected all the dots. Because sometimes when you're in healthcare industry or, you know, whatever, sometimes you lose sight of how things line up and happen. And so um, it's, it's really amazing to see how a traumatic experience has really shaped your life and allowed you to bless so many people, to help so many people, to encourage so many people. And I know we talked about some stuff that you've got going on for caregivers, um, and I don't want to get away from what we were talking about, but if you want to talk about that for a second, I'd love to hear a little more about it. Sure. So this is National Caregiver Month, and so along with uh, Alzheimer's Awareness Month, so November comes in with a, a lot of opportunities to, you know, increase uh, awareness and uh, it's also home health and hospice month so let me just say you know I, I was a caregiver um, we cared for my mom at home but we needed outside caregivers I have a lot of energy and uh, passion and I loved my mama but 
you know, you can't do it without other people helping you. And mm -hmm. so I just want to take an opportunity and say thank you to um, Smoky Mountain um, Home Health and Hospice. I was with a family or talking to a family earlier this week and talking about this woman's mother. I said, what do you want? And she said, you know, I, I just want to be the daughter again. She's in the throes of caregiving. I want a balance. And so mm -hmm. we talked about home health. And so I will just say, you know, for caregivers out there, you really are heroes. It's amazing what you do. And you get up every day and start all over again. But there are community resources mm -hmm. out there. So I would say don't walk this alone, this journey alone. You know, tap into resource, resources. I tell caregivers, if you don't tap into resources that Alzheimer's Tennessee can provide or Smoky Mountain Home Health can provide, then, you know, we may lose you as a caregiver. Mm -hmm. It takes its toll. It and then, then, you know, that would not, uh, what, what good would that, would that serve? So I want to mention that, you know, we've pivoted like everyone else has with, you know, going virtual. Mm -hmm. And so we have an amazing virtual family caregiver support group every Monday uh, at two o'clock Eastern time and people can call in, they can join by Zoom. A lot of times we have as many as 20 or 25 people. And so it's a great opportunity every week. We were starting monthly and the caregivers said, no, I need something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is now my group. I'm not going to church, I'm not, you know, involved in some of the things we were. So every Monday, every single Monday, we're here with a, a family caregiver support group. And then on um, November the 10th, we have a caregiver conference uh, in the morning uh, with Melanie Bunn. She's a national uh, trainer and she's gonna talk about caregiving and COVID. So how do we manage to get through this? And then we'll also have a legal expert as well uh, on that. We also, during the month of November, we'll have Dr. Uh, Gregory Jaca. He's at, with the University of Kentucky, and he's going to do advances in Alzheimer's research. So that's a webinar that's going to happen as well as maybe Alzheimer's starts with a gut bacteria, and he's going to talk about that. It's a way different things wow. of looking um, about Alzheimer's, but one of the new drugs may be thinking about it starts with GI issues. So lots and lots of things to, to uh, highlight. We'll have a primary care doc, uh, a local doc talking on the 19th, just an overview of Alzheimer's. So folks can go to our website at www.alztennessee, spelled out, Dot org. Um, I think we've got a really rich, rich program. Um, and in the meantime, I will say our helplines continue to soar. So um, our helpline calls have been, um, the number has increased as has the intensity of those calls. So uh, folks, it's 24-7, call us at 865-544-6288. I can definitely see how those calls would have increased and intensified over the past couple of months with people being, um, well, just with the lack of those community resources being so readily available. And the sad thing is, is that they, they're not as unavailable as people think, I believe. Um, but it's, 
just the fear and the and the anxiety and the worry of everything going on on top of the traumatic you know place that you're already in and that's something that I wanted to touch back on again there um, you said that you had talked to a caregiver who said she just wanted to be the daughter again and you know coming from the hospice world I, I see that a lot um, and the guilt that is kind of associated with that you know like oh I've got to be the caregiver because this is my this is my family member this is my mother my father my husband whoever it may be in the case and you know that's the beautiful thing is that neither one of those things are taken away from you when you when you get the help that you need it it just enables you it empowers you to be a better caregiver because that stress and the burden is no longer yours alone but it's the the whole idea that a community together is stronger than an individual can ever be and um, you know that'll never be taken away from from that caregiver she'll she'll never not be the caregiver for her um, father I, mm -hmm. I, or, or mm -hmm. mother um, and she'll never not be the daughter either so that's a that's one of the great things about working in in this industry and then I'm sure with you too you see that a lot um, it's very encouraging to know that, that you can support people in that way and, and, and encourage them. Absolutely. With that individual, you know, she was feeling like she was, um, you know, the, the full-time caregiver, the housekeeper, mm -hmm. the dietitian, the cook, <laughs> the financial manager. Mm -hmm. Social so worker, something had to, you know, mm -hmm. just something needed to because then um, and sometimes you know roles change so she was almost being the parent sometimes because of her oversight so she just wanted to have some opportunity to breathe mm -hmm. take a step back and say you know um, I want to be the daughter that my mom raised that she loves that she loves and that I love her and so I think when we can put services together that really allow those relationships at this very special point in time mm -hmm. in this individual you know they they may have many years or not so many so in this you know in this maybe last part of their journey to be able to either renew or to maintain a healthy family relationships is just really important yeah well, I've got another question I wanted to bring up this afternoon. You know, part of, um, part of our goal here at uh, Smoky Mountain Seniors in this podcast is to um, be a resource to the seniors of, of this, this area, East Tennessee. Uh, and as you'll hear throughout the episodes that, that come, uh, you'll hear um, all kinds of different resources that are available and that are, you know, kind of homegrown things. And we both know that there are lots of organizations out there that support Alzheimer's uh, awareness and research and so on and so forth. So what do you feel like sets ALZTN, Alzheimer's Tennessee, apart from some of those other, other agencies? Or what do you do differently than, than some of them do? Well, I think, you know, um, Alzheimer's Tennessee, I think, has a, in this day and time, a unique business model in that we are Tennessee. Our headquarters are in East Tennessee. Um, all the monies raised come back to, uh, to the communities, and mm -hmm. that allows for not just, you know, 
um, brochures and that kind of thing. That allows us to be in the trenches with the families. Uh, and you can do a lot when your money stays in the state and stays local. You can support research, so we support research. We're very nimble. Sometimes big organizations or organizations whose headquarters may be far away, you know, maybe they don't understand Tennessee mm. as well. We understand Tennessee. We're all Tennesseans, mm -hmm. and uh, most of us have grown up in this area. We know our communities. Our decisions are made locally. Yeah. So, you know, um, our vi visions are created here. Uh, and so I think that puts us side by side. Um, and then you say, well, that's a great business model. But, you know, are the outcomes there? Absolutely. You know, our helpline calls just last year alone was about uh, 3,500 calls coming in. Wow. Our programs, and you know, they're, they're local people and beyond, but our virtual programs since April have been viewed 36,000 times. Wow. <laughs> 36, that is amazing. 36,000 times. So, you know, we're getting into homes, but a different way. And so we are able to pivot, we're able to move quickly, but most of all, we're still the hometown kids that we know our families, sometimes from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. they, if they call and ask for Janice or Linda, we know families eight, nine, 10 years. A lot of times we go to the funerals oh. when that time has come because of the relationships that we develop. and. Um, you know, our numbers, of course, are, are metrics that we look at in terms of impact, but behind those numbers are just relationships, relationships, relationships. When you call here, you don't have to tell your story a half a dozen times because you're going to be connected with the person that knows you mm -hmm. and that is, is working with you. So. I think those make some things unique, and then we know our partners too. Um, we are always happy to um, refer to Smoky Mountain Home Health and Hospice, and your footprint of East Tennessee overlays our footprints mm -hmm. as well. Um, we, but we know services. Um, we are happy to let family know if there's a. Uh, vacancy or if there's something that we can do. It, we have financial resources to help folks. So I think we get to know our families and we know our communities. And as you said, uh, you know, we're here in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains and certainly we're the hometown team. Mm -hmm. Life is just a little bit different here, isn't it? <laughs> It is. I mean, you know, I think you can, um, I think you have to understand the dynamics of a community, the unique ways, and that's true across the state of Tennessee, but if you come in and try to overlay something that's, um, you know, might have worked well in a half a dozen other states, um, East Tennessee is unique. I can say that. I'm a native. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of local autonomy. We like to take care of our own, exactly, and um, and we take a lot of pride in that. And so, things that make East Tennessee a, a wonderful place to live. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, 
I'm looking at my notes here and I'm thinking that we've covered a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about really with you. One thing that I, I do want to give you an opportunity to do uh, before we finish up here today is talk about your staff. I have had interactions with you over the years. Uh, you know, I definitely have gotten to know you a lot better today than I have in the past. Um, but even outside of not really knowing you all that well, I knew you were a very high energy person. <laughs> and a lot of times, um, high energy people, they seem like they run the whole show and then there's nobody else back there. But we both know that because I'm a high energy person too and it takes a whole village. So uh, take a few minutes and just, you know, talk about your staff and some of the different things that they do that, you know, wouldn't happen without them. Well, um, I also have a local board of directors. So mm -hmm. let me just say they, um, you know, they really um, help to create the vision for the organization as well. But yes, I mean, I am, I just have amazing colleagues, amazing team. I'm kind of an ideas person and they kind of go, okay, how do we, you know, put that into place? And so I would be way out on a limb by myself if I didn't have wonderful colleagues that could help with the strategies. And so I, I will say I have so many, so many colleagues, but you know, I, I think Linda Johnson is our director of programs and she has been with the organization also over 20 years. When people come to Alzheimer's still see they stay and, and we're grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, but Linda has just an amazing rapport with families. Um, they love her. Uh, she is willing just to go beyond the, um, you know, what, what most people would seem either the normal day or the normal efforts to really get the right fit of programs and services. And then she provides oversight for an adult daycare program that we run, Howard Circle of Friends in, the, in, the, in a church in the inner city. And so um, you, you said, you know, you almost called this a ministry, but you could call it Linda's ministry. And that, you know, I think she comes to work every day, every week. And at the end of the week, she knows that she has helped some, someone, most of the time, lots of people. Um, you know, we don't have gold dust. We can't make everything go away. But having Linda there to coach, to support, to laugh to cry with families. Um, I think it's just, it's so symbolic of what Alzheimer's Tennessee stands for and the type of people that are a part of, of this organization. So um, I appreciate her for her tenure with the organization, her commitment um, and just her willingness to work with, uh, with families. And she's also a big part of our senior networking community as, uh, as well. So I appreciate Linda. That's great, that's great. Maybe one of these days I can come back down and talk with Linda mm -hmm. to get to know her a little bit better. Yeah. Well, Janice, it, I have had such a good time talking with you today. I am so grateful that you agreed to participate and be our, our, our first episode of this uh, Smoky Mountain Seniors podcast. And I, I, I feel like I've, I've hit a home run here. It's, it's so, so good to, to know people that, that have their pulse on the community or have the pulse, excuse me, of the community and know what's going on. And, and the way you talk about Linda, it seems that everybody here has the same heart and then it, it's all drilled down to, the, to that, that point where you know, they can help, where they can uh, be a servant and um, just 
be a resource for the great people of the Smoky Mountains. So thank you so much and uh, thank you. look forward to the walk. Thank you. Friday. Friday. <laughs> Thanks.